it's me. Oh, it's you. Would you look at that? Okay. Look at it. I, look at it. I'm looking. What do you What do you want me to see? <laughs> just you know, just take a long, hard look at yourself. Witness me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm something, something mad in the mirror. You're mad in the mirror. Yeah, I'm mad about you in the mirror. Did we just collectively have an aphasia? Do you smell toast? A little, little bit. Hmm. <laughs> take a nice big bite of this word salad. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, yum, yum. Do you want to start? Here it comes. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. Oh. It's a podcast where we learn to appreciate an artist's back catalog most of the time. Yes. I'm Cameron DeWitt. And I'm Nathan Hunt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to season seven, 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 seven. Can't be, I can't believe we made it this long. What episode is this? This is like 61, I want to say. Woo. Yeah. We're almost coming up on two years. Well, Man. no, no, we're not. We're coming <laughs> two calendar years, I guess. Yes. Wait, no. We're going to be in our third calendar year soon. That's what I mean. So, so last week we did our we did our bracket, and um, how many votes did we get total? Um, ooh, the, I want to say like eighteen. If we can, eighteen. If not we can bad. Give that those numbers out on the air. If those aren't a trade secret. Yeah, but uh, there was. There, like in a landslide, it was Slayer. It was between Slayer and Salt and Pepper. Yeah, and Slayer people want us to talk thirds. about Slayer until the end of February. Yes, they <laughs> so do. that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we? Gonna, we should do a Christmas episode too. By the way, so it might extend the Slayer era even longer. Does Slayer have a Christmas oh my album? Goodness. Let's listen to that. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. But shit, that's like a Batman voice more than a Slayer voice. Whoops. <laughs> Let's just watch Batman for the Christmas episode. Don't pray to the Christ child. Pray to me. <laughs> uh, right. So we're talking so, about uh, Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about our experiences this, with metal. Okay. So we both grew up in Christian households. Yep. Uh, I was... <sighs> I was discouraged implicitly from listening to metal. Uh, my parents always disliked even a little bit of distorted guitar, especially my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, and also both of my parents, I think especially my mom, uh, actually believe that uh, demons exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so like this kind of music would absolutely not be okay. Right. Especially because it's like growing up very lots of satanic references in this. Um, yeah, I like I read Harry Potter and I trick or treated, but like so it wasn't like, you know, extremely conservative, but I definitely couldn't have listened to this music. Mm -hmm. Like my parents would have been legit concerned that I would be summoning actual demons. Whoops. So did you ever do whoops. that on accident <laughs> or by accident? Uh, not that I know of. Hmm. <laughs> Is then what Did am you I just to correct you? yourself and say via accident? <laughs> I said by by accident. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Didn't you correct me one time for saying on accident instead of by accident or something or the other way around uh, or something? I don't remember. 
It just sounded like you're self pedanting yourself. Um, self pedanting yourself. <laughs> well, what do you have to say I, about that, Nathan? Oh, I usually only do that behind closed doors. <laughs> I had to get a couple of ribs removed to do it, but it, it was definitely worth it. Um, oh yeah, boy. I, I definitely had some parents who were not metal fans also. So I never really had much of uh, an exposure to it, but did you and, have some parents that were metal fans? No, I just, just how many said, parents did you have? Oh, <laughs> I had some parents who were not metal fans, and the other parents were also not metal fans. All two. Would you of say them. A, pl- a plurality of your parents were not metal fans? I would say an absolute majority. Okay, great. a quorum of parents were not metal. Fans. A quorum. <laughs> yeah. Um. But in high school, I kind of dabbled with metal adjacent music and a little bit of hardcore punk. Um, okay. So like some of the metal metallic stuff was like one of Black Sabbath's albums that I listened to a few times and and like a few Ozzy Osbourne songs. Some of Rush's stuff arguably is a little metallic. Uh, mm. System of a Down. Uh, it's hard to say. Rammstein is super fun. I don't know. Do you ever listen to Rammstein? They're super, super fun. Uh, I know Duhast. Yeah, they're like very metallic, like uh, or not metallic, melodic metal with lots of synth, yeah. and it's super, super fun music. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, it. that song rules. Yeah. I remember hearing it the first time and being off put mm. because I was never exposed to that kind of thing, and I was specifically. Um, you know, like there was a lot of times when I disagreed about music with my parents, but because I was more or less sheltered, there are certain things that I didn't know how to just like accept and be comfortable with until way later. Now mm-hmm. I listen to, you know, Duhas and like this song rules. Yeah. Uh, it makes me smile <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Oh man, there's some really great videos of Rammstein performing and like in one of them, the lead singer is rising out of the stage on a platform on fire as he starts singing my yes. Brent. It's uh, so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. So, but most of my impulse into listening to any of this music, Rammstein accepted, accepted because I mostly really enjoyed their music. Uh, on a melodic level and just it's very fun but besides Rammstein most of my interest in the music was basically purely for reveling in the aggressiveness or the rebellion of it sure and I think that's the draw for a lot of people or at least maybe the beginning like the gateway drug of listening to metal music is Mm. just kind of feeling disaffected and angry and you want to hear that expressed in music that you can like identify with now did you get any of the were you moved by this album show no mercy by slayer at all in that way um a tiny bit yeah yeah it's it was i'm just like i'm just wondering if rebellious music is always doomed to never be rebellious enough a few generations later ah yeah i didn't it didn't feel transgressive probably in the same way that it did in 1983 yeah and part of that is that we've definitely cultivated a certain distance from the music we listen to. I mean, we listen to like 15 albums of insane clown posse for Christ's sakes. Right. <laughs> We're dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're hollow shells uh, of automaton, uh, homunculi. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked, uh, wicked clowns never die. And, uh, someone please kill us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So one th- one thing that's interesting about this is I have no idea what different kinds of metal are. Like, what do they mean? What is speed metal versus death metal versus thrash metal? Like, what is what does any of that mean? And I think Slayer is listed as what uh, dark metal, black metal, thrash metal, um, thrash metal on Wikipedia. Yeah, is that about the the way that the the arrangements sound like is that the 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 specific effects on their guitars is that does that have something to do with the lyrics like what is all, I don't know oh, I'm completely here we go. Wikipedia says an extreme subgenre of heavy metal music hmm. characterized by its overall aggression and often fast tempo the songs usually used fast percussive beats and low register guitar riffs overlaid with shredding style lead work okay huh. the lyrics often That's thrash metal. Yeah, then that definitely and sounds that's like what this is this album. Yeah, this album had a lot of okay. that. Um, the lyrics often deal with social issues and criticism of the establishment, which is in capitalized words, using direct and denunciatory language, an approach borrowed from hardcore punk. OK, there was definitely some punk in this album. Yes. Like there were some songs that I was like, this isn't metal. This is just a punk song. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so that's very interesting. I get, yeah, I can definitely see that this is uh, thrash metal, but I feel like I should start just reading about the different subgenres of of metal because I have no idea what any right. of them are. But then again, this is this is kind of our entry point into metal as a genre. Yeah, in total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't do that much. I mean, I read the Wikipedia pages on Slayer and stuff. Um, Let's see. They started in 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show No Mercy is 1983. I think they just like played at clubs and stuff, and then someone heard them do an Iron Maiden cover, and then they got signed to a label. Yeah. Like long story short. Yeah. Um, and they had to like finance their own first album. Uh, the one of the guys' dads uh, drew the cover, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> the weird like minotaur. Uh, I get- so the one of the band members, Araya, is how his name's pronounced. It's one of the. That's his first name. I don't know all their names yet. Tom Araya. Oh, okay. Um, he was a respiratory therapist. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where some of the money came from, and uh, from King's father. King is one of the other instrument uh, instrumentalists. Carrie King. King. He plays yeah. the guitar. Yeah. So um, and then like King was in Megadeth for a minute. Um, but then he quit and then apparently there's been beef ever since, mm-hmm. um, or maybe not ever since, but for a long time. So, Oh, interesting. Anyway, like, so the, uh, I didn't find a lot of interesting information on like the individuals. It just seems well, like they're SoCal like band who got together and, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, Tom Araya is his real name is Tomas Enrique Araya Diaz. And oh, he's Chilean. He was born in Chile. Yeah. And he is the bassist and lead singer, which is interesting. A lot of times. Oh, it's that like, is interesting. A lot of times it's like a rhythm guitarist singing or. Uh, I should have, I should have read the individual. I didn't know there were individual profiles of the musicians. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's, that's that. pretty interesting. And it's, it's nice to see a person of color in metal music because my, my definitely like the stereotype I have of metal fans is like a skinny white dude with stringy hair and a grotesque black t-shirt. Like pretty much all the metal fans I've met in my life have been that either skinny or like a little bit chubby, but definitely stringy long hair and a black t-shirt. And 
so just to just to clarify, saying that someone's a person of color, I feel like <laughs> is a fraught thing, um, especially when you're talking about South Americans, um, because there is racism within Central and South Americans and and in Mexico. Like, yeah, um, you know, like just because someone is from there doesn't mean that they are like of a different race. So I don't necessarily know like Tom's, uh, you know, racial history. Hmm. That being said, uh, he doesn't look white to me. Yeah. He doesn't look like someone who would, who would enjoy white privilege, um, (laughs) in Chile. Uh huh. Yeah. It's almost as if race is an invented construct and whiteness is just a, a dumb, bad idea that makes no logical sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I, see what I, I guess what I'm saying is whiteness does exist in South America and in Central America and in Mexico. And right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I guess funny, that's the like, point I'm trying to make. Just because he's from Chile doesn't mean just because one is from Chile doesn't mean they're a person of color. And, you know, what a person of color means is kind of up for debate. But exactly. Um, yeah. I when I anyway. when I went to like Buenos Aires, I was surprised to learn that most of the Argentinians that live in Buenos Aires or around it are ethnically Italian and right. are very fair skinned. And the, in fact, their accent has a very lilty like Italian quality to the Spanish. Right. And people are often surprised when I tell them that and they're like, Oh, what? You know, they just imagine everyone South of the Texas border being darker than an American right. white person looking like an indigenous person yeah you know? exactly but, yeah anyway anyway that's, that's a side note that's um, a, i want to talk about satanism please talk about satanism so, i that's another thing i'm almost entirely it's, ignorant it's of. like that salt and pepper song let's talk about satanism baby let's talk <laughs> about you and me uh there are a lot of references to satanism here but a lot of it yeah. strikes me as kind of muddled imagery that is basically there just to be provocative. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of substance to it. It's almost like a satanic cosplay or like a performative yeah, it's, Satanism. It's even less moral than ICP. Like, yeah. it's just like, here's a depiction of battle that has this sort of grand good and evil kind of um, flavor to it. Yeah, and so apparently Slayer received mail from the Parents Music Resource Center, which (laughs) sounds like an uptight moral majority (laughs) organization, if I ever heard one, telling the band to stop releasing records. Araya comments, back then you had that PAMRC who literally took everything to heart when in actuality you're trying to create an image. You're trying to scare people on purpose. So they seem pretty upfront about just like kind of... I don't know if co-opting Satanism is the right way to put it, but definitely kind of like using the imagery without really buying into it. Right. I mean, I feel like Satanism is co-opting Satanism. That's actually precisely right. Um, If you're talking about, if you're talking about the church of Satan, because there are are two main Satanist organizations, there's the church of Satan, which is founded by noted charlatan Anton LaVey, uh, who decided he wanted to create a self-indulgent form of like Machiavellian Ayn Randian bullshit with like a thin, yeah. coat, uh, with, like, a thin coat of Satan paint. Um, right. So that's the church of Satan. And the satanic temple is very different 
the satanic temple is the one that doesn't actually believe Satan is a real being and uses Satan as a metaphor to, I'm quoting from Wikipedia now, to promote pragmatic skepticism, rational reciprocity, personal autonomy, and curiosity. Satan is thus... They're kind of like trolls, right? Like, don't they like try to get like um, statues of Satan on like courthouse lawns or something? <laughs> um, I don't know if well, may uh, I don't know about the word trolling. They definitely use like satire, and they're right. they're like deliberately provocative to show how America's uh, laws about religion are usually written with the intent of favoring Christian Christians. Right. So they're like, you know, if if there's a school out there that like decides that they're going to allow uh, like a like like a, a mandatory prayer time for all students to like sit and pray or something, then right. they're going to like come in and say, like, hey, you know, f- uh, e- equal footing for religions. How about we have if we're going to have 15 minutes of praying to God, let's also have 15 minutes of praying to Satan. Yep. <laughs> and it's just kind of a, a provocative way of of showing that uh, of what equality of religion actually means right yeah um and their stated mission is to quote encourage benevolence and empathy among all people yeah so that's the satanic temple and the church of satan is the more like um religious one more mm-hmm. the one that, that's like, the levee yeah the levee yeah. and satanism yeah um so i think we're going to, I don't know how much we're going to end up talking about Satanism because it mostly just seems like a, like a, a bunch of imagery that they don't really buy into. But I think we're probably going to end up talking a lot about performative evil, which you could think of as the Slayer counterpart to ICP's performative violence. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And just like performative violence is a common element in a lot of hip hop music. It seems to me that performative evil might be a, common element in metal music and probably for similar reasons as a way fun we have like a theme to to explore this is so great yeah i know i i actually got really jazzed and really excited about having music that had any substance that i could dig into for sure and then i then i went off on this whole tangent of um rereading uh a lot of stuff from my milton class that i took a few years ago because Mm their um, drawing of satanic imagery is basically all directly descended from Milton. Right. So for those, for people who aren't aware there, there isn't actually a lot of Satan uh, in the Bible. And by a lot of, I mean, there's no Satan, right? Well, there's like the word comes up once or twice, but right, like, but it's not a reference to a specific the, like being it's just yeah, like the a, picture, a, like a the snake, like the snake in the you know garden of Eden and then the, the person who tempts Jesus in the desert and like all of these different Satan characters aren't necessarily like the same. You're right. Yeah. In fact, it's, in the Bible, it's not it's, actually a lore. It's just a talking snake. There's like, they don't even yeah. say that it's anything other than that. So like, yeah, Milton and I guess Dante also like, right. Is that where like our ideas of uh, uh, angels and demons come from? Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we, I could get into it more, but it, it'll probably be, uh, like literary nerd trivia that we might end up referencing later on, but I don't want to distract. Yeah. We could sprinkle it. Yeah. Sprinkle in the Milton as it, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see, but, but but uh, I think the, the main idea to take away from Milton 
is just well a the imagery but also b there are people who see the satan of milton's paradise lost as being a hero or an anti-hero right kind of courageously standing up to the tyrant who is god who kind of rules by might makes right and satan leads a rebellion to say like hey we want equality in heaven and they get cast down into hell for that kind of uppityness it's pretty relatable <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but Satan is definitely not a good guy in, in Paradise Lost, and Milton did not intend for him to be a, a right. symbol of like um, egalitarian rebellion. Right. He did definitely didn't intend it that way. So it's there's like some complicated stuff going on there that we don't have to get into. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just refreshing to have this fun album that has substance to dig into, and I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, yeah me too yeah i like the energy of the music so this is fun if this isn't if this album isn't the most musically sophisticated album that we've listened to it's definitely up there like it just in terms of instrumental like they're they're doing they're doing something with their instruments that we haven't heard on the show yet which is rhythmically sophisticated and uh like you couldn't play a lot of this stuff to a click track right um like some some of the some of the drumming especially is extremely sophisticated like um the feel of it is uh the only way i can think to describe it is it feels like folk music like this is not (laughs) like you if if you were to if you were to slow it down you heard it here first folks (laughs) What what I mean is if you were to slow it down um, and to like actually map out the pocket, um, like where the beats land or the subdivisions land, it would not um, be like equal pieces within the beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's 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 stuff that you couldn't transcribe. There's a lot of untranscribable stuff in the music and it's really impressive. Mm hmm. There were some moments where I was trying to count stuff and I couldn't. Wow. And yeah. I love being, um, uh, ha- having my, my like Western music theory defied and like, mm. you can't just understand this by being able to like write it down. Mm-hmm. That's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed the, the virtuosity of this, of the musicians on this album. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was really really fun and uh definitely some cool musical moments um for some reason i even kind of enjoyed the noodly guitar solos which i usually don't like very much the ones that are like you know like that kind of stuff i think they were pretty interesting like i didn't take a lot of sound samples from the solos but um because I didn't know what like what to highlight necessarily. Maybe I'll get more of an ear for it as we go. But in general, I I found myself listening to the solos and thinking, are these notes random? And then as we went, as I got further into the album, I was like, these notes aren't random. They're mm. choosing specific notes to land on that are discordant or don't land on the major like on the notes of the chord that they're playing over. And um they're all on purpose. And the vocalist does similar things as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool music. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Lyr- the lyrics are silly. A lot of them <laughs> to are me. pretty silly. And some of them are bad. 
yes there are like, some like like not not well written there's definitely some like cliched stuff um yeah let's let's jump into the song so that we can uh talk about that specifically what do you want to talk about first come on let's go that's not uh, the name of a song do you want <laughs> Do you want to start with uh, the first the first track off the yeah. album? Evil has no boundaries. Evil? It's a very inspirational track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that flaming lip song. Evil will prevail. Yeah. <laughs> So this is this song is pure Milton. Uh-huh. This is essentially a like a, a song version of uh, Milton's description of the rebellion of angels against God. So right. Um, although it seems to take place. Well, it seems to take place after the angels have been thrown out of heaven into hell because they start in hell. It says blasting our way through the boundaries of hell. No one can stop us tonight. We take on the world with hatred inside mayhem. The reason we fight surviving the slaughters and killing we've lost. Then we return from the dead attacking once more. Now with twice as much strength, we conquer then move on ahead. Now you, you say that, but uh, there's a genius annotation that has a, some counterpoint. Um, So two years ago, E Rizzi 69 um, said that uh, the, (laughs) the lyric midnight has come and the leathers strapped on uh, about this line. Oh, I didn't read that. This verse. line, this line, uh, and the one about axes growing with power and fury suggests that the song might be a reference to BDSM rather than biblical mythology. What do you think about that? That's interesting. That isn't the verse that I just read, though. I know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll read that verse to give some context. Satan, our master in evil mayhem, guides us with every first step. Our axes are growing, huh? Huh? With power and fury. Soon there'll be nothingness left. Midnight has come and the leather is strapped on. Evil is at our command. We clash with God's angel and conquer new souls, consuming all that we can. So never never forgetting the safe word we agreed upon. Yeah, the safe word is evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they keep saying it in the chorus. <laughs> All done. Thank you. <laughs> All done now. Okay, let's stop. <laughs> evil, evil. No more, please. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, that's definitely a stretch. Although, axes growing is kind of a weird image. It is a weird image. It's, uh, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. I don't know. Can we talk about music a little bit? Sure. So... I love this chorus and you played a sound sample of the chorus. Uh, so you mm-hmm. could play either my sound sample or uh, how about just play my one just in case it's different or it lands on a different chorus. But mm-hmm. the thing I like about it is the, the drums are playing this like punk rhythm where they're playing doom, check, boom, check, boom, check, boom, check. But the offbeat um, on the snare is, extremely emphasized like it's way louder than the bass um so it has this feeling of playing ahead of the beat um and if you're not listening carefully you might have trouble telling where the downbeat is because it's so profoundly on the offbeat um Mm. that it almost feels like a downbeat and the beat it's not just the volume it feels like it's um like it's a leaning uh 
it feels like it's leaning like the if you, I don't know I would have to map it out like actually look at the waveform or something but it feels like it's uh uh not where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. um if you were to listen to a MIDI file version of this which probably exists I'm sure there's some <laughs> some online tablature uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. anyway so this chorus is great evil lands on the downbeat and that's like the gang vocals singing evil um and then the the drums and the guitar and the lead vocals all land on the offbeat. So, um, my words, DeFi has no disguise. We'll take your soul. My wrath unfolds. Uh, and I think it's really, really catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cue it up. Yeah. that yeah 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 that's interesting that the the drum yeah. kind of sounds a little bit like uh hardcore to me a little bit right yeah and the the bass drum only really hits at the beginning of of like the phrase so it's like like uh it it really lets you sort of float which is a really cool effect for something so aggressive mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I was pretty impressed. Yeah, definitely a pretty cool song musically, lyrically, mm-hmm. a little bit silly and cliched, but you know, whatever. Um, let's see. Yeah, just uh, sa- Satan armies. Yeah, um, storming heaven. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> great, exactly. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, although there's no, yeah, the, I don't know. They, it seems like they think they're gonna win, but it just kind of talks about how they're going to have this battle but it doesn't actually happen in the song and there's no resolution it's just kind of like here we are marching off have fun storming the heaven yeah (laughs) have fun storming the heaven think it'll work it would take a miracle he's only mostly evil (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right um does anybody want an evil peanut okay i'm done okay You are the evil brute squad. Okay, let's listen to the second song, (laughs) The Antichrist. So it kind of has that like classic high-pitched screaming vocal that you hear in a lot of like seventies and eighties metal, which I think seems to have mostly fallen out of favor. And I don't think was present in the other songs we listened to from Slayer for the brackets. Um, Right. It kind of, it kind of just sounds like, um, guns and roses or something like Shana, na, 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 knees kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that same, same, uh, genre of vocal. Yeah. To me, it came across as more like kind of bro than um than evil (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm not sure how it would be at the time you know Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah all right um so this is a song about being the antichrist and yeah screams and nightmares of a life i want can't see living this lie no a world i haunt you've lost all control of my heart and soul satan holds my future watch it unfold so who's who's you i don't know I don't okay. know. These are like not very good lyrics. They're vague. You, and... Baby, baby, you've lost all control of my heart and soul. <laughs> this is this is like a baby. Yeah, it's a, like a romantic song. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The ever-present you. 
And then chorus. I'm the is, Antichrist. Yep. It's it's what I was meant to be. Baby, your God left me behind and set my soul to be free, baby. Yeah, that's also kind of Miltonian of being like, uh, this is sort of who I am and who I was destined to be, and like this is my nature. And right. God has forsaken me, but that means I get to be free, which is those are like some interesting themes to unpack, but they don't really unpack them. They just kind of like mention some just of those lines. Yeah, they just kind of say them. And then, then it's back to watching disciples of the satanic rule. Pentagram of blood holds the jackal's truth, searching for the answer. Christ hasn't come, awaiting the final moment, the birth of Satan's son. So I don't know. It, it I'm definitely of, ready. F- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready for some more interesting uh, phrase lengths and uh, lyrics, hopefully yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's a lot of da 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 da. It's like it's all um, uh, limericks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Much like a lot of ICP's music, right? Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me. Did you ever read any of the webcomic Akewood? Nope. Okay, it's a uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, it's not really regular. It's not really updated anymore. But there's this one story arc where a weird dude named nice Pete. Who's kind of a like <laughs> psychopathic serial killer. He starts a metal band uh-huh. um, and he has lyrics like from the haunted loins of the fever, witch, the demons larva sprang and a mighty earthen uh-huh. crock. A Lord was boiled with his beef. His bloated eyes popped from his head and were stolen <laughs> by a thief. And then other characters are just like making fun of him one of them is like, oh no, a boiled Lord's eyes were stolen. Is that really the scariest thing that can happen to some boiled eyes? Vision from beyond the grave, anyone? You hack. So I'll drop some I'll drop some links in the show notes to some of the right. comics where they make fun of this dude for his dumb and bad imagery. Yeah. Uh so I have one more thing to kind of I don't think this will be as funny to other people, but so the ending to the song is kind of st- strange and i couldn't put my finger on it like why it sounded weird mm-hmm. it's like that's not the note that it should end on uh and the song is in a lot of different keys but the main hook is in one key it's in a minor key kind of obviously it's in a minor key i think all the songs in this album are or at least in a sort of blues tonality but mm-hmm. definitely leaning minor um and the end of this song ends on the note of the of the relative major meaning um the key the same the the major key that has the same notes as the minor key that this song is in uh so do you want to play the end of uh of this and just listen to the last note that's why it sounds kind of funny sure it's like oh it's been in major the whole time okay yeah here we go twist ending It's all, it's all, duh. It's almost like shaving a haircut two bits. Like, there are a lot of like kind of funny endings in this album, but I think that was like the funniest just because it's like, why did you choose that note? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Little, little music nerd uh, joke for the, for the music nerds out there. Yeah. Lots of musical jokes from Slayer. Yeah. I'm not sure how on purpose it is. Mm hmm. Probably not. 
definitely all right hey do you mm-hmm. do you want to just like move through these songs in i feel like we could just talk about die by the sword next like okay and yeah, then if we want to stop going through in order we can that's how we used to do it on the show yeah and then we stopped because um of <laughs> t-pain and we just yeah. didn't want to talk about all the songs but and definitely I'd not for smash probably Mouth. talk about i'd probably talk about most of these songs there's only okay. 35 minutes of yeah 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 there's 10 songs 35 minutes album. and um, some of them we can be pretty dismissive of because they kind of write the same song several times for this album. Yeah. But yeah, let's, let's talk about die by the sword. So this is this that was is, that was the one audio sample I had oh, really? is overlapped with that, which is just like that. Those lyrics are really silly. No, not the lyrics. It's the the vocals. Like yeah, <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like a like a lounge lizard or something. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a real Richard Cheese moment. Yes. All right, so this is this is an interesting song that um, it takes the the phrase and the metaphor from the Bible: "Those who live by the sword die by the sword," which Jesus says to somebody. When, when is that? When Jesus is getting arrested? Yeah, yeah. So he uses it to to mean like, "Hey, you shouldn't be violent towards people because if you're a violent dude, eventually it'll come back to haunt you, and you know you'll be the victim of violence at some point." Yeah, it's kind of this weird moment where, you know, so he's about to be crucified and like... Well, he's about to be arrested he gets, uh, and then later crucified. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, this is after he said, hey, I'm going to die soon to his disciples. So right. like his disciples are freaked out and Peter, like as he's getting dire- uh, arrested, Peter comes and cuts off the ear with a sword uh, of uh, one of the guards. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, don't do that. Um, it. And it, <laughs> He literally and like reattaches it, the dude's ear too. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Yeah. He yeah. reattaches the guy's ear. The he says that too. Move. It's kind of a, it's kind of a weird moment because Jesus is like all judgy and it's like, come on. Peter's like got your back. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is reasonable. <laughs> like he, he, he's basically just like decided to throw his life away to like protect you, you know, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Okay. It's kind of amazing that Peter got away with it too, considering he was facing yeah. like a whole squadron of Roman guards. Or whatever. Well, the ear, the ears back on. So uh, no harm, no, no harm foul. No foul. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> anyway. So this song, this song takes that phrase, that metaphor and uses it to talk about basically the abuse of power. And is like the people who have power and use it are going to die from power. And the power that will get them in the end is it sounds like it's Satan's power. So we have these lines, mindless tyranny, forgotten victims, children slaughtered in vain, raping the maids in which they serve only the words of the Lord, which I think is kind of like an oblique reference to ecclesiastical figures who abuse authority. Right. Yeah. So they're kind of taking an ICP stance here where they're saying that, um, uh, the devil and his minions exist to punish the truly bad people 
who maybe aren't the people who you've been told to think are evil. Yeah, it's kind of a dark carnival situation. It's almost like yeah, divine judgment, but the divine judgment is coming from Satan, which I yeah. think there are some people in Christian circles who have hold hold these or similar ideas of like, why does God allow Satan to exist? Satan has the purpose of, you know, scourging the evildoers or something. Right. I think that is an idea that does exist for some people. Yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up with that. Like Satan, I grew the Satan I grew up with mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was a Satan who would try to get you to do bad things. Right. And you and usually like uh, maybe because of the pri- the privilege that I grew up with. It, the the bad things that Satan would try to have you do would be to like lie about um, your homework or uh, <laughs> or just jerk it real real good. Yeah, evil has no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, your evil has no boundaries. Even <laughs> even your butt. <laughs> That's as far as evil goes. That and beyond. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's. There's yeah, this is like kind of some interesting ideas in this song. It's not very well written or very well executed. Mm -mm. Like there are these lines, watch as flowers decay on the cryptic life that died. The wisdom of the wizards is only a nurtured lie. So I think that is supposed to be like kind of this adolescent thing about how the establishment and figures of authority will lie to you. Academic religious figures, people in power will lie to you. And that's who the wizards the, are, but it's like you shouldn't call them wizards. The <laughs> idea isn't adolescent, but it is true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's said in an adolescent way. Yeah, it, it is definitely true. Um, but you also shouldn't just call them wizards when your album cover has your freaking <laughs> minotaur on it, because then it just makes me think of like D and D or something. Yeah, I mean. I definitely, my ears perked up when I heard wizards. I was like, ooh, fun. Ooh. <laughs> are, are they near a coast? Are they, could, could you say they're of a coast? Ooh. Yeah. Um, so there's some great uh, and really helpful genius annotations. Uh, for ooh. the lyrics, we turn our heads toward the sky. Um, genius annotator, uh, genius contributor, ace hole, but the E is a three said four years ago that uh, the lyrics, we turn our heads to the sky uh, is a reference to heaven, which is said to be way up into the sky. Ah, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, ace hole. Thanks. (laughs) Such an ace hole. Yeah, Um, nailed it. The other thing I thought was interesting about this song is uh, the almost total lack of a a rhyme scheme. Oh, yeah. I think there are I think there are only two rhymes in the whole song, if I remember right, uh, which is verse one, live by the sword and help to contain the mi- the helpless minds of you all die by my hand in pools of blood, clutch yourself as you fall. So that mm-hmm. that quatrain is, you know, uh, an A, B, C, B. Mm-hmm. And then mindless tyranny, forgotten victims, children slaughtered in vain, raping the maids in which they serve only the words of the Lord. No rhyme. No rhyme. Yeah, and then chorus, die by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, no rhymes there, it's just repetition. Right. Then verse two, no rhymes at all. Satan watches all of us, smiles as some do his bidding. Try to escape the grasp of my hand, and your life will no longer exist. 
Hear our cry, save us from the hell in which we live. We turn our heads toward the sky and listen for the steel. No rhymes. Mm -hmm. And then there's only one more rhyme in the song, which is in the bridge. Watch as flowers decay on the cryptic life that died. The wisdom of the wizards is only a nurtured lie. And then uh, black knights of hell's domain walk upon the dead. Uh, Carlos Santana sits upon the blood on which he feeds. Might be an uh-huh. error there in the genius lyrics. Well, Satanus? That might could that be like the Hebrew or the Latin Vulgate form or something? Yeah, maybe. But anyway, very few, very few rhymes in this song, which I kind of didn't mind. Did you mind the lack uh, of rhymes? No, I. It's it's like. Such I a, mean, the lyrics aren't good. No, they're not good. But it's <laughs> yeah. It's uh. It, I feel like they don't really need the rhymes, especially because like the song structure doesn't really lend itself to them and they're doing so many interesting like rhythmic and musical things that you don't need that kind of hook necessarily i think if the if this song rhymed more it would feel that much more cheesy Hmm. because it would feel like they were just like tying every little uh couplet or quatrain up with a bow and it'd be like oh this is too cute Mm -hmm. yeah so i i think it helps that it's not rhyming rhyming or else it'd be a lot worse yeah um, real-time follow-up satanus is actually an archaic form of satan uh no oh, there you go it comes from a, a greek uh, grammatical case it's the first declension of nominative singular uh or plural accusative there you go which is appropriate hmm. considering satan means the accuser mm. Mm. erudite all right mm. <laughs> all right do you want to talk do we do we have stuff to say about fight till death or should we skip it? I don't know. Uh I don't have much to say about it. Um the lyrics are bad in the second verse Senth- senseless death of all mankind overtakes armored assassins destroy at will your escape. Mm, <laughs> They're destroying bad. your escape. Yeah. And the assassins are armored. I don't know why they're armored. Yeah. That's uh, children of sorrow are trampled into the grave. There is no, f- there is no future, no fucking world to be saved. Cool swear, Whoa, you guys. So edgy. All right, let's and listen to a verse sample three so we is, can just at least yeah. uh, experience this song a little bit. Yep. All right. Sorry. What, what are you the, the lyric in verse three, um, uh, scepters of hate are dropped upon this earth. <laughs> what, mm. is, <laughs> sep- <laughs> what does scepter? that mean? Oh, fuck. I dropped my scepter. Oh, God. <laughs> it's my scepter of hate. Oh, oh my no. hate scepters. <laughs> oh, no. My scepter. <laughs> I'm going to show you my scepter of love. Mm. See, I have, I have, um, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about having two penises and one of them has love tattooed on it and one of them has hate, but I'm very having a really hard time making that into a joke structure. Something about I have no, two let's, penises. Uh, let's wait. We'll edit. We'll, we'll edit out the silence. Oh yeah. 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 Just yeah. Let yeah. me just sit here and think for a minute. Hmm. Okay. That was great. Uh, so oh. we've spent about 10 <laughs> minutes in funny? silence and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do some, uh, and, and, ADR. And, you, and you came up and you came up with, uh, the, the final joke and it is, Oh, I'm supposed to, Oh, I thought I was going to do it at, during editing. Um, Hey Cameron, you know what? Uh, I've got, I've got a, a scepter of hate. 
Um, but I, <laughs> I, I got more than enough love to go around. So that means I've also got a scepter of love that because I have two penises and one of them has love tattooed on it and the other has hate tattooed on it. <laughs> and, uh, and when I'm not excited, it just looks like he and Lee. <laughs> awesome. Uh, as a side note, it's um, very funny to work in a psychology lab as I do because psychologists use the word aroused very casually and very commonly. <laughs> and as a term of art, as a, as like the, the, the jargon of this academic field, it means something very different than it does in the popular vernacular. You'll have to bring some uh, examples in next time. Oh, it, it just basically means all like, the arousal that happens at work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking of uh, filing an HR complaint. If you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to talk about, yeah, that song's dumb and uh, not very good. Boring. Um, let's talk about the next one. It is a double song there. It's, it's metal storm slash face the slayer and metal storm is an instrumental. So let's listen to a little bit of that. So not super interesting that, in that part, at least. Well, I think I think it is. It's in nine four time. I mean, e- e- yeah, rhythmically it is kind of interesting. It's just it's a little know. repetitive. It's repetitive, yeah. Um, but then the second half, well, the second song in this track is called "Face the Slayer," and it goes like this. I guess that was a short sound sample. Whoops. Whoops. Yep. Do you have a different sample you want me to play? Uh, I don't think so. I just had to say about, uh, I guess there's a genius annotation um, that I wanted to read. Where is it? Sorry. All right. So the lyrics uh, are, hold on. I will hold on. All right. This, this annotation isn't actually very funny. Never mind. Mm, hilarious. So this is a, um, a song that is a story song, which is kind of nice to hear them dabbling in. A misty night, a perfect night. Beneath the cold of the frozen star, you feel the fright. You know I'm near. You never should have come this far. I'm alive. You can't kill me. I will survive eternity. And this is from the perspective of a beast called the Slayer. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I'm wondering, is it, is it meant to be like the Minotaur that's on the cover of this album? Yeah, maybe. Which, by the way, we should uh, talk about the cover of this album because we haven't really... Yeah, it's noteworthy. It's hilarious is what it is. It yeah. It features um, a minotaur holding a sword and mm-hmm. wearing a cape and having like leather... Uh, wearing a le- leather bikini, kind of like He-Man style. Yes. Um, and he's growling menacingly. But, ta- but tasteful. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too sexy. Not too sexy of a minotaur. Did you say boots? Oh yeah, uh, knee-high boots and yeah. some sort of garter around the the knee or yeah. upper thigh or <laughs> was it just fringe? Uh, maybe tell. I don't know. Uh, he's got some real nice uh, coiffure of a hair. Uh, I think his his cape is clasped with a little skull, so that's a cute detail. And he has he's holding a sword that he seems to have pulled out of some sort of ring or disc in which there are four swords uh 
forming most of a pentagram. If he had, if he put the sword back where presumably he found it to be sort of a crossbar, it would be a pentagram. Um, and then there's the, there are these, the letters slayer in a pretty unreadable kind of jagged, not font. It's just like very geometric kind of overlaid on the pentagram. And then up above it, we've got the title of the album show no mercy in this weird red furry font. And there's a little devil yeah. tail coming off the end of no, which is cute. Yeah. And it's pointing towards the pentagram. Ooh, imagery. So yeah, we're, we're led, to, we're led to believe that this sword, uh, was taken out of the pentagram. But if you look closely at the picture, there's not actually the place where you'd think it would go. There's not actually place for the, the hilt. Oh, there's not a place for the hilt. So it's right. like, it, that wouldn't actually make sense. Unless they had juggled around where the other hilts were going. I think that's the only way it could have worked. Hmm. There's probably a way to do it. All of our like Tangram and like puzzle solvers out there uh, redesign this so that that sword has a place to go. Well, I think it's like the math problem of like you can't cross the bridges more than once. (laughs) I think it's sort of like that where. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to. Yeah. you, You probably could do it. Yeah. I think you might be able to. I don't know. There's there's a, a hilt place missing at the bottom. So if you swapped hilts there, you could probably make it happen. <laughs> I don't know. This is probably more interesting I, than this song. This is more interesting to me because like last night I literally stayed up a couple hours making cardboard um, cut out tangrams for my uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, session that's taking place tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I was making like like using, I actually hurt my wrist using a box cutter. Ah, oh no. Um, oh no. Don't cut your wrists. No, it wasn't that. It was just from like pressing too hard. Oh, that's the, that's the real dangerous thing about using a box cutter is oh, if you're is, using a dull one oh, and you have to press too hard. Is that one of the 13 reasons why that I hear so much yes. about? <laughs> I hear that show is very bad and is having a very bad effect on adolescence. Oh, really? Yeah. It's I like inspiring really copycat it. suicides and shit. Jesus, which I know it's about suicide. Yeah, it's hard to say if that's just like moral panic. I mean, Nathan, it's actually happening. You're starting to sound like the uh, PCRM or whatever. Oh, oh, no. Oh, you you become what you hate the most. And uh, eventually we all turn into our parents. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Am I ever aroused? (laughs) Just thinking about it. Oh, I should start using that that word more often. It's hilarious. All right. Um, we're definitely far afield of this song. Do you want to talk about black magic? Uh yeah, just the concept. Uh yeah. Let's just talk so like I'm all cut up on uh Hello from the Magic Tavern, and one thing I appreciate is just like how blase they are about black magic. Like Chunt at some point just goes and learns some of it to try to revive Usador and it's just kind of like whatever. There's like not this puritanical approach to thinking it's all evil you know it's just kind of like a different style of magic yeah yeah uh shall we move on to a different song though uh black magic we just talked about black magic but should we talk about a new song <laughs> you don't want to talk well i have a s- sound sample from it just yeah. more nine four time it's actually you just play it's that? actually kind of an interesting song um i'll play my sound sample and we'll get to yours Just in my mind. 
these it has some really bad cliched lyrics um i really hope slayer isn't just this kind of stuff over and over again because i will get so very bored black yep. magic night we've been struck down down in this hell spells surround me day and night stricken by the force of evil light the force of evil light the line evil light nice. which is darkness <laughs> evil light is darkness you heard it here first um yeah so that's vague and just not very good but i do appreciate nope. that there's kind of this temptation or unwilling corruption going on in the uh, the next verses cast under his spell blinding my eyes twisting my mind fight to resist the evil inside captive of a force of satan's might a force of satan's might so there's Mm. this character who's like trying to resist he's been captured by satan and he's like no i'm gonna hold out and remain good and pure but he's sort of inevitably getting corrupted and it's a little unclear if it's like a temptation thing or if it's just you know a like perversion thing that's happening to him or her well he sounds like he's he's got some issues because um in one of the verses uh he says laughing in sorrow crying in lust <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna um point that out too <laughs> so apparently when he sees like an attractive uh man or woman um he uh he gets he gets horny and he cries a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm so oh, horny. No. I'm so horned up. Oh, no. I'm so aroused. <laughs> oh, I'm aroused in both ways. <laughs> exactly. Boo-hoo. Uh, crying. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's more of a, like, ah, that kind of cry. Like, crying and less. Ah. ah! I'm horny. Ah! <laughs> it's got some weird like bat shriek like <laughs> my neighbors are gonna love that yeah that uh, that feeling when she want you to talk dirty and you and you do a slayer scream uh-huh. <laughs> and she gets aroused in the wrong kind of way yes she just gets mad We've all been there, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I have about my this dick song. is mad. Oh, you wanted well, a sound do you want to play that sound sample? Four. Just some some nine four time. I, it's probably not actually nine four, but like there's groupings of nine beats, which I don't know if we've heard thus far on the show, but uh, I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a good little riff here. Let's listen to it. Yeah, so it just goes a little bit longer than you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, an engaging thing because, you know, p- people can tune out when they're listening to music, um, just feel the groove. And a great way to get them to pay attention is to destroy the groove by adding a new <laughs> thing, by introducing a new groove. And it's like, oh, I'm, you know, like, and, you know, most people can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, something happened here, even yeah. if it's just subconscious. Yeah, it's 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 a fun uh, crooked tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of parallels, I think, to like, um, uh, like traditional like old time music and stuff to metal. Like the, a lot of repetition, a lot of repeated like kind of riffs and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think I was kind of oddly ready to listen to this music. Yeah, I mean, metal is folk music. That's what uh, the experts say. <laughs> I heard one say it today, in fact. 
Okay. Let's talk about the next uh, song. It's called... I'm sticking Tor- to my guns. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sticking to my minotaur swords. And next song is called Tormentor. So this is big time performative evil of a song. Um, it seems to be from the perspective of a predator of some kind, possibly a rapist yeah. slash pedophile. The lines. There are some rapey pedophile yeah, vibes. I see the fright in your eyes as you turn and run. But is your mind playing tricks on a body so very young? Feeling as if no one cares. The fear runs down your spine. But I know I'll never rest until I know you're mine. So hate to hear that. Yeah. And it, it does kind of make me uncomfortable. I don't know. They, they have a stop taking everything to heart, Nathan. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, they have a song about Nazis a little bit later on, uh, the next song after this, in fact. So there's like two back to back performative evil songs and it, it always like, makes me pause and makes me a little bit skeptical because there are actually people who do these things and actually hold to these beliefs. And I think if you're going to be performative evil, you have to be careful not to like make something that like evil people can just like have a good jam to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This guy gets me. Yeah, (laughs) basically. Yeah. And, um, there, in fact, there was a lawsuit that Slayer was subject to um, a few years into their career in, in the 90s where a mom alleged that her daughter's murderers were given a like blueprint for torture and murder from the band Slayer. Right. Um, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get to um, around the time. that Yeah, that's in like the out. late mid 90s. Yeah. So I think there's definitely some aspect of that to like be wary of um, right which is not to say that you yeah, can't real, do it in art i have real conflicting feelings about it yeah yeah um but i think by the time we get to 1996 or 7 or whenever that happened we'll have a better idea of whether S- slayer is you know just misunderstood or whether they actually are enabling some shitty behavior right yeah 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 um, I mean, it's pretty clear from their lyrics that they don't think that this is like the way people should be. It's definitely like here. Here's everybody a, do this every, thing. Everybody. This is how you this. should act. <laughs> exactly. This is not just a character in a song. <laughs> here's the moral of the story. Be a predator. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty clear that they're like inhabiting a character that they definitely portray as evil. So there's that performance. Tom Mariah wants you to attack children. (laughs) 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 I love when metal singers sing about themselves in the third person. It's really good. Not the character I portray in my (laughs) musical personality. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But the actual one in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm almost finished. Um yeah, so I think that's going to be one of the open questions about Slayer is just like 
in the same way of ICP where you kind of have to work, you have to like wrestle with ethical and moral issues about the music and from the music. Um, I think that's going to be a preoccupation of ourselves um, as we listen to these albums. Yeah. So there's, there's this fantastic, I may have brought this up already. I'm not sure. There's this fantastic article um, by um, a soon uh, to be released um, guest of Get Up in the Cool, um, Miriam Jones from the band, the Australian old time band, Woe Mule. Miriam Jones wrote this awesome article. Um, maybe I can find it so you can link it, but it's about the singing of murder ballads. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, about a lot of the issues, because there's some pushback in the in the bluegrass and old time communities uh, about singing murder ballads, um, especially the sort of assumption of separateness from the singer to um to the the content that they're singing about and the inherent like classism um and prejudice and fetishization of like you know kind of appalachian culture by saying oh like aren't these people so backwards they don't know how to use their words so they just are constantly murdering women and they're misogynists when really you know uh fatal um and like lethal um, misogyny is present in all classes and even in the white house, you know, like it's everywhere. Um, and you can't just sing a song about murdering a woman, um, with like a wink at like, Oh, and I a stinker because the, it's sort of enabling this idea that those issues aren't the, aren't a problem in the people in the room that you're singing to. Yeah. It's kind of like casting the blame on the other. It's like, w- exactly. we would never be misogynists because we are right. so clearly saying that it's bad in this context or something. Yeah. We would never turn a blind eye to a, an abusive relationship. We would never accuse the victim, you know, like all of these yeah, things. It's like when, a scapegoating. Yeah. So, um, I think we might run into s- Slayer kind of pushing the boundaries of that kind of thing mm-hmm. in the future. And this might be a little uh, hint of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good idea. All right. Well, we need to wrap up fairly soon. So maybe we should skip to the very last song, which is the titular Show No Mercy. basically another one of those songs through the night we rise in pairs lords at night we ride from the depths of hell's domain reborn to reign this night roam throughout the endless wars hold high his name we must warriors from the gates of hell and lord satan we trust so yep (laughs) it's essentially the same concept as the first two or three songs on this album so (laughs) yep yeah Um, more just like ride riding with the boys Doing our thing. <laughs> the Got my buddies and my babies. The boys are back in town. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sweet camaraderie in this song. Yeah. yeah and appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Um, they use some pretty clumsy language in these lyrics, like the word thy. You pray your God will help. His strength no match for mine. Your last hope slips away. Thy soul begins to bleed. 
and it just sounds clumsy and forced as much as it does when ICP uses it. Yeah, I hate when they say thy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. It's so affected. Yeah. So artificial. Yeah. Especially when it's not present in any of the other songs. It's like, right. why are you doing this? Yeah. Show a little consistency if you're and and use it the right way if you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um there are some there's one moment in this album in this song that I think is pretty musically incredible. Um it is a the most rhythm is rhythmically sophisticated thing in the album. Uh, I could not figure out exactly what's going on. I think what's going on is that it is in four, four, but there's a, a untranscribable um, time dilation that is consistent at the end of each phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just clap along to it. At least I couldn't. So it's just another thing you really can't do with a click track. This is a kind of music making that you don't get to hear very often. I think it's a real treat. Um, I'm going to play that sound sample. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fucking rad. Yeah, that's incredible. It's a little um, mathy. Like, um, our our friends, Dustin and Frank were in an instrumental kind of math rock band that verged on metal at points called snowball and they would do this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's really fun. It's just like, there is a, yeah, there's like a, a normal measure of, of, of beats and then everyone just joins in on this like little extra riff right at the end. Yeah. That doesn't quite add up right in the way that you think it's supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. fun fun stuff pretty cool um, yeah there's there is an interesting part of the lyrics where they suggest that um these hell's angels these uh like demons or whatever aren't just gonna kill people they're also gonna steal their souls fight yeah. for our eternal quest god can't save you in time evil stalks the night with us your soul it shall be mine so that's like unsettling it seems like it seems like it's breaking the rules you can't kill people and steal their souls you get one Unless or the you, other like before you kill them you get them like you say i'll spare your life if you like uh forsake jesus and then they say forsake jesus and they're like ha i got you now i'm gonna kill you and i have your soul or <laughs> i don't know maybe that's their plan maybe they have different techniques mm-hmm. but uh i think that's something in horror in the horror genre that i've always i always kind of check out when there are like demons that can just do stuff. Uh, they could just kill people and do whatever they want. And they're not held to some sort of code. Right. Yeah. It's like, at least, at least with vampires, they have to be invited in. And there's this sort of idea that you, um, there's some sort of corruption that happened. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. They're uh, lawful evil. This like yeah. chaotic evil. It's just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess there's something about it that doesn't seem as relatable to me um, or as important. Yeah. I don't know. Shit. Now I want to like go back through Paradise Lost and just like assign uh, alignments to all the characters. Alignments. Yeah. (laughs) Because Satan would definitely be lawful. Wait, what's what's the is it neutral? Wait, you have good, chaotic and evil and and like the one axis and the other one is lawful neutral and wait how does it go again so um the y-axis is good neutral and evil okay and then the uh, x-axis is lawful neutral and chaotic oh so you can be neutral neutral okay true neutral 
Yeah. So, but you can have chaotic chaotic. Is that right? Chaotic evil. Oh, okay. Wait. Chaotic neutral or chaotic evil or chaotic good. Uh, Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, there there goes my nerd cred. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus, dude. That's one of my favorite. um, Oh, I guess Jesus Jesus would be uh, chaotic good. He's always breaking. He's always breaking the rules. Such yeah. a maverick. Yeah, putting people's um, ears back on. Yeah, th- throwing fits in the temple. Mm-hmm. Chasing people uh, with a whip. Fuck that guy. He's a dick. Yeah, Jesus is a dick. <laughs> Just, hey, I'm I'm uh, turning the house of worship into a into a market here. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway. Yeah, that's one of my favorite memes is uh, taking like a a pop culture, you know, like a TV show or a movie or something and then using that alignment grid and then like talking about each character and which one is is which. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see. Endlessly satisfying to me. Paradise Lost would be. Oh, (coughs) chaotic neutral. I don't know if he's well, neutral evil. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't map. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into nerd bullshit. Well, we should start. I'm, this is going to be a good season. It's going to yeah. be long, but I'm excited about this. I am too. I am. I really Famous enjoyed the first words. album. There's stuff to dig into and stuff to talk about. And it might end up where we kind of run out of gas like we did with ICP. But I think I have more faith in Slayer to evolve and um, come up with interesting stuff. Yeah, and I got a sneak peek of that Jihad song uh, because that's what started playing uh, next after this album stopped. And I was like, this song, this song bangs. This is good. I'm excited mm. to hear it. It's a blap, so, blapper. Yeah. Yep. This is a blapper. Blap, 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 hole. All right. Well, until next week where we talk about Slayer's second album, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at totebspodcast. Uh, if you write us a review on iTunes, that would be very good. Thank you, everyone, for suggesting artists like Slayer. Oh, yeah. And for voting in our poll to decide between salt and Peppa and Slayer. That was very good of you. And uh, yeah, if, if you want us to keep making the show and also get access to bonus content, you can go to support.boxset.website. You'll get access to our weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly, in which this week Cameron talked about... Uh, Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet and how I think it's a an oddly evolved, unexpectedly evolved movie. And I talk about why. Yeah, I think it's actually called Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm, that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I talked about the book Dawn by Octavia Butler, which is very good. All right. Well, until next week with Slayer's second album, I've been Nathan Hunt, and oh no, I'm a rouse. <laughs> I've been Cameron DeWitt, and evil is my safe word. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt, and I have two penises. <laughs> they say thug life oh thug life (laughs) thug and life oh yeah i guess that is another tattoo that's written on people's knuckles yeah i was thinking of the love and hate one